and you are listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. Our next surprise guest writes, On April 20th, 2010, 11 men on the deep water horizon were incinerated when the BP Transocean oil rig blew out and exploded. Accident? Our writer asks, That's the official line. And I could have swallowed it except for a message I received from a very nervous source floating in the Caspian Sea. Greg Pallas, tell us about the source and what do you mean floating in the Caspian Sea? Literally. Okay, I can say now because um, he's passed away so I can uh, be a little more open. Uh, This is a BP top executive and technician who was floating on an oil rig in the Caspian Sea when right across from him was the Transo- was another Transocean BP rig, identical to the one in the Gulf of Mexico. This is a year and a half before the Deepwater Horizon blew out. They had a blowout right there. He was witnessing it with this thing going up, blowing out, and, and people jumping off the rig into the ocean. And... Um, the entire thing was covered up. The entire thing was covered up because this is in the oil, the, what I call the Islamic Republic of BP, Azerbaijan. If you don't know where Azerbaijan is, its capital is Baku, uh, you'll find out when the 101st Airborne arrives there, which is how Americans usually find out where oil nations are. But it's in the Caspian Sea. So he witnessed this BP blowout, and he's a BP executive, and uh, he communicated to my office this we we saw this happen before but his frankly his life was in danger we had a couple other witnesses who disappeared i flew for channel 4 television britain and arte europe i uh, flew to um to uh baku into central asia to get the story and indeed there was this blowout and and so what happened was they literally how do you cover it up well the answer is you several things massive bribery uh massive bribes paid to the dictatorship of Azerbaijan by the oil companies. And uh, in addition, um, we had a cover-up by the oil companies in the U.S. So, for example, uh, Chevron and Exxon were part owners of the rig in the Caspian Sea, BP's rig, and they were complaining, where is our money? So Chevron contacts someone that they knew named Condoleezza Rice, who was the U.S. Secretary of State. You know, there's she was a board member, and there's the... The, uh, the tanker, Condoleezza. So Chevron had a little bit of an <laughs> in, and they contacted Condoleezza's office. They said, where's our money from the Caspian Sea? BP's holding up our money. And they, so they checked, and they, they brought in BP's people, and, they, and BP's uh, president in Central Asia said, we had a blowout. That, there's no oil. You know, we, we lost the rig, and it's got to be kept under wraps. So the U.S. State Department kept it under wraps. Now, understand... It was under the law in America and international law both. When you have such a a disaster, you must report it. It's important so it doesn't happen again. The United States Interior Department under Bush, even even Bush's Interior Department said, told the deep water BP, don't drill in that part of the Gulf. It's unstable. We're not, you don't have the experience in deep water. They didn't know that that in fact, BP had already lost a rig just a year and a half before. Uh, so they'd covered this up. 
Bush's State Department covered it up, Chevron covered it up, Exxon covered it up, and when I say they covered it up, they didn't just keep quiet. They actually, when Interior said, don't drill in the Gulf, they went before Congress and testified under oath. The president of Chevron, the president of Exxon, a U.S. president of Exxon, and the vice president of BP said under oath to Congress, we haven't had an offshore drilling problem in deep water for 50 years. And they knew, they literally knew that they had just had this other blowout. And they also knew that the cause of the blowout was something called quick-dry cement. You know the phrase, watching cement dry? Well, that's very expensive at a half million dollars a day to watch cement dry. So they sped up the process by by blowing nitrogen, like a seltzer bottle, into the cement to speed up the drying. Well, guess what? You've seen, you know, the bubbles come up. Exxon and Chevron stopped using that method because they knew of the blowout and they knew it was just absolutely insane and dangerous. BP continued to use that method, and that's what happened on the Deepwater Horizon. And so you've got this massive cover-up. And also, understand that this gets into the geopolitics of this oil. When we say cover-up, you know, and, you know, BP, they not only bribed, and, and when I say bribed, I actually had MI6 agents that would speak to me. And one, I literally got on camera saying I handed with Lord Brown, the chairman of BP, the two of us handed a $30 million check to the so-called president of Azerbaijan, a $30 million check. And, And that was just the beginning of the bribery. Plus, with CIA help, they overthrew the elected government so that BP could get the oil contracts in the Caspian. Then they bring this type of corruption to the U.S., but it's a lot cheaper to buy the U.S. government. They were also allowed to drill under these unsafe conditions because the U.S. regulatory agency was being paid off, the regulators were being paid off with Super Bowl tickets and um, sexual favors by lobbyists of BP. Uh, So we're we're, we're talking about, and it's amazing to me, I want to emphasize, we're talking about not the the big, uh, the deep water horizon failure and explosion. We're talking about one that preceded that by, uh, you said what, 17 months over a year. Yes. How come there was no, when this thing, when this thing exploded, when deep water horizon exploded, why wouldn't we know that there was another one just like, I mean, you're saying well, there was a cover, one, but it's hard to, how do you cover up this? Well, two things. Like I said, massive bribe. I went to Azerbaijan, and I was put under arrest. If you go to gregpalth.com, you'll see some of the characters oh, that's right. yes. filmed. I was put under arrest. It was pretty scary stuff. Not as scary for me, because I was, as far as they were concerned, British. I was working for British TV. And um, actually, BP saved my behind. They didn't want <laughs> they didn't want to lose a, re- a British reporter. It would look bad back in, in, uh, in the home country. Uh, but the... Um, but it was covered up by, number one, the witnesses get disappeared. We fear the worst of two of our witnesses, you know, a third passed away. Uh, we, and then in the U.S., so it's threats, bribery, beatings. Um, you know, uh, if you breathe a word, you're gone. And, you know, this is, you know, as, as one of the Azari officials says, BP runs this country. But how come our U.S. State Department, what they found out about it, didn't immediately say, holy crap, and call the Interior Department and say, do you know about this blowout? How come Bush's State Department, or I should say the 
Chevron State Department because it's their their tanker was our Secretary of State and is you know the uh, crude carrier Condoleezza Rice. And um, so so um, and now, by the way, if you want to know, you know who is my source, Chelsea Manning. Uh, remember, I was also working with the Guardian. The Guardian Manning had sent the Guardian the secret cables from the State Department to Condoleezza um, from Azerbaijan. So that's how we knew that the State Department got the information and kept it secret. So thank you. Everyone should thank Chelsea Manning. If that information, you know, when when we talk about endangering people's lives, when when the government, when Obama talked about Chelsea Manning endangering people's lives by releasing these documents. If those documents had been released earlier, those men would be alive today. That method and that place and that and the Deepwater Horizon would not, could not have been allowed to drill there. It would not have happened. And, uh, you know, we want to thank, uh, you know, Chelsea Manning's courage in that. That's vitally mm-hmm. important. And so that's, you know, that and that's the, you know, so we had this cover-up by the State Department, by the oil companies. They perjured themselves um, in front of Congress uh, to get this drilling done. They lied about it. And then, they, and then the, the lies, uh, you know, continued. For example, you know, we had talked a couple weeks ago on the anniversary of the Exxon Valdez, and I said that, that it was British Petroleum, not Exxon, that was in charge of preventing cleaning up oil spills. They had lied, British Petroleum, back in 89 had lied to the interior department saying we have oil spill containment on Bly Island that's where the Exxon Valdez hit we should have never even read about it in the papers it should have been contained in four hours you would have never heard about it but they lied the equipment wasn't there and guess what BP once again said that they had equipment to prevent a spill in case of a rig blowout in the Gulf and once again they didn't. In fact, the Obama administration didn't react for four days when they finally sent in the Navy with its oil containment equipment because Obama was constantly, the White House was constantly being told by BP, oh, we've got the equipment. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It was a lie. The equipment was never there. The equipment that they promised in Alaska, then it promised again in, in the Gulf, was not there. The deep water, it's not rocket science to stop uh, an oil spill uh, and from a rig or a ship. You surround it with rubber, with big, with called boom. You surround it with, you know, giant rubber circles. And then you suck out the oil with a skimmer. It's not rocket science, but they didn't have the skimmer. They didn't have the boom. It was a lie, because they save billions a year Amazing. by not having the safety equipment. Right. Well, that's the voice of Greg Palace, gregpalace.com. Um, and, you know, Greg, we usually talk to you about voting, influencing voting, uh, the power of the dollar bill in terms of determining the elections. Well, these, well, well, well how do you bridge uh, this where you, you've got a company uh, like BP that does a strange kind of business with the United States, uh, and they they must. How do you see them in you know who gets elected and who controls who gets elected? I mean, clearly the big dollar bill, you know, money in politics is not even an issue anymore. Well, you know, here's the deal: people, as I've said many times in my book, people don't steal votes to steal elections; they steal votes to steal the money. Government gives you the power to protect your stolen loot or helps you loot 
the public. And in the case of BP, for example, BP is British Petroleum. Um, and, you know, British Petroleum, which was, in fact, a government agency, still kind of is, a, as, a, as, as everyone there said, it's, a, it's an arm of MI6. You can't, British Petroleum from London can't send anyone a check, but a guy named Malone was the head of Bob Dole's, for example, presidential run of, of, of his uh, campaign treasury, his fundraising committee, for president when Bob Dole ran for president. They're deeply involved in politics, but their game is, oh, that's our U.S. subsidiary. Those are the people we send from England, and now they're, you know, they can't give money, but our U.S. subsidiary employees and the company and our PACs can give money. All you have to do, you know, uh, this is a big problem that we have. We're not supposedly not allowed to have foreign money, but British Petroleum is deep, deep, deep into um, the government, into our politicians here. And that's one of the problems. I mean, technically, it's BP USA. But again, you steal votes to, to protect yourself. I mean, I saw in Mississippi, for example, if you go to my site, you'll see a guy, Raphael Gill. And, and this goes with the voting. You, uh, when... We not only lost the 11 men, but, you know, 600 miles of coastline was slimed by BP. And that oil is still there. Um, people, you know, you basically on the Gulf Coast had all this whole African-American fishing community with little tourist uh, fish shacks and stuff. All that was completely wiped away. So they and you can't wipe away people's livelihoods and wipe away their lives unless you take away their right to vote, take away their right to, to do something about it. And that's so when you look at the poisoning of the environment, it can only happen because of the poisoning of the politics of of places like Mississippi, where vote suppression is is kind of a um, is a way of life. Um, you know, in fact, for example, you know, the other things that occurred because of that oil spill. So I got to tell you that the that the corporate powers of Mississippi were more than thrilled when the black uh, when the black fishing fleet and the little um, shops that they had on the beach uh, on the beaches there were wiped out because then the casinos grabbed the beachfront those those businesses those fishermen never came back it was all taken over by the casinos connected to the to the governor and. So you can't pull that off. And if, you, if, those, if the public got to vote, the people who were wiped out, you can't take away people's lives and livelihoods without taking away their vote. That's part, you have to understand how it all locks together. All right. Well, uh, we're going to have to lock down for right now. Uh, but that's the voice of Greg Palast. Uh, Greg is uh, a very fine investigative reporter. We've had a long working relationship. Uh, we usually cover the, the vote front, and uh, we'll be back to that. I guess there's going to be plenty coming up on that. That battle ain't over, is it, Greg? Uh, no, um, unfortunately. Well, I'll be reporting from Georgia. I'll be back in Georgia, Dennis. Can you believe it? It never ends. Yes, I can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. It's like you never left. It's, yeah, it's like you turn your back for one second. They're never done. And this is very, very important. We, we have to, you know, that's how the vote suppressors win, because in off election years, that's when the mischief is done. So we'll be reporting on that for you. Right. Okay. More to come. All right. Greg Palace, gregpalace.com. Thank you for taking the time out. Be safe. Yes. You too, Dennis. Bye.
And uh, this is Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. We're here for you every weekday from 5 to 6 on the Pacifica Radio Network.